Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Thursday Night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. We are going to have a phenomenal, phenomenal night tonight. I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this all week long. I do want to give you the number before we get started. If you'd like to call in and read your poetry live here in just a little bit, the number is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call and read your work on the air with us. Alrighty, we'll get to you callers in just a little bit. wanted to kind of, you know, just touch bases with you and go over some announcements and stuff before we get started. It's been a really, really fun week for me. I went out, um, you, you know, you know the nerd me, you know, the, the paleo Nyla geek inside me that's, that's, you know, when I'm not writing, when I'm, when I'm not sitting around writing, I'm, I'm playing in the dirt and, and I, uh, I went out, this is going to sound so stupid to you guys. I can't even believe I started telling you this, but I'm committed now, right? So I went out to this place called Hollywood Ranch where there was uh, 80 million years ago this this huge uh, sl- uh, mudslide flood that went through this valley, and it petrified a whole bunch of wood. And I really have a thing for things that are called rounds, which is an actual tree branch, the full circle of the tree branch petrified. So it's like a tree fossil branch, complete. It's They're awesome. And so that's kind of what I hunted for. And what I found was, you know, when there's, God, I can't believe I'm telling you, what, this has nothing to do with poetry. That's okay. So, you know, when there's a tree branch and the wood on the inside falls out and all you're, in, you, you're left with is that ring of bark? So instead of a tree branch, I found a hollow ring of bark. So it's just, it's just the, the outside bark. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'll, I'll post a picture of it for you guys to see later because it, it really does look much cooler than I'm making myself sound right now. <laughs> uh, but I have fun doing it. It's a way for me to let my brain go. And, uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. took my puppy with me, my little foster puppy. It was a good time. All right, anyway, so announcements, things that you actually give a shit about. If you're interested in putting together a workshop with us, you can email me. Actually, yeah, probably the easiest way would be to contact me on uh, Facebook. Send me a message. If I'm not on your contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. Shoot me a message and let me know what you would like to put together. You do not have to be a professional workshop provider in order to put one of these workshops on. We all have something to teach and we all have something to learn. Therefore, you can come on and talk about anything you want. You can, uh, you know, and even if you don't have an idea, you guys Google it. Oh, my gosh, Google is such a rabbit hole for me. Um, but if you can't think of something to do, but you know you, oh, gosh, I'd really like to do one, Nyla, but I don't know what to do it on. Google an idea. Poetry workshop. Find one that you like. Write down all the steps and the formula for it, and let's do it. These can be done pre-recorded, 
they can be done live. They can be so. Like, actually, if you want to like sit and record this on your computer, and then edit all the ums and the uhs and the uh, uh, oh, uh, oops, all those things out, like I do sometimes. <laughs> um, you can pre-record on your computer and just shoot me over the MP3 file. That would be good too. Then we can upload it to the show. And in doing that, we can do a combination of both a pre-recorded and a live show if you wanted. So you can do a live show if you just want the whole thing with audience participation and callers. You can do a pre-recorded show if you just want to easy peasy it. Or we can do something like play your workshop at the beginning of the show. And then as soon as it's done, we can come on live like we're talking right now and take uh, questions from callers or let you know callers uh, come in and read what they've written to your workshop or whatever you want to do, have a discussion about what you were talking about. So we can just do a combination of, what, of anything that you need. You, know, you could do one on your favorite poetry form or your favorite era of poetry or your favorite poem. You can talk about your favorite poet. Uh, you know, dissect a poem like the Red Wheelbarrow for William Carlos Williams. I mean, that's an actual course that you can take. You know, a, a course you can take where you study that poem, or a semester they do where they study that poem. Something like that. <laughs> they look the red off the rainbow. That's all I know. Um, but dissecting, you know, a poem and, and wondering about its meaning, uh, you can talk about, you know, talk about how uh, do a, a spoken word workshop or. You know, if you are interested in, you know, talking about being an editor or about publishing your work or about self-publishing, you did a chat book and you want to talk about what that experience was like, whatever you want to do, let's just hang out and have some fun with that. Shoot me a message once again, Facebook, Nyla, N-Y-L-A dot Alicia, A-L-I-S-I-A. The next thing I want to do is I want to thank all of our sponsors and I cannot access the page anymore to get the complete list of everybody, which really bums me out because it's gone, and uh, everybody that did. And then the list that I had written got lost. So I, I don't have the full list of everybody that helped to support the show this last year. But I want you to all know how much we love you and appreciate you and how humbled I was. I mean, this will be our 13th year on the air this year um, in October. It will be our 13th year anniversary that we've been doing this together. And our our licensing fees every year kind of hefty, and I did those for a lot of years. And then James, one sapien, one year came in and uh, offered to help me with that. And ever since then, you guys have helped as a community keep this show on the air. And there were so many people. We did a GoFundMe type thing uh, this last year. It was the first time we'd done that. Um, but we had so many people call in and donate and we had we had people that have never called into the show before that just listen there were four people that donated last year that were listeners they call in and listen to you guys they think you are so awesome that they were willing to pay some money towards the licensing fee to be able to hear you there were poets that haven't called in the show in like four years there were a couple of those you know, so even though they haven't been here for four years, the community still means enough to them that they wanted to make sure it kept going for other writers and stuff. You know, it's just, it's amazing to me. You know, and I want to tell you guys on behalf of all of us, you know, thank you. Thank you for helping to keep this community going, and I'm very, very proud to be a part of it with you guys. Uh, it's something amazing you've built here, and uh, you all should be very proud of it as well. Next at the beginning of every episode, I always give out some writing uh, assignments and 
do your, do your do your writing to do list for the week. And so if you're ever sitting around and you don't have anything to write about and you're going, oh, what do I do? What do I do? All you have to do is go back to the archives of the show, and within the first 15 minutes of any show, you will be able to hear some things to provoke your muse. Okay, so writing prompts and things like that. The ones that I have for this week, they, you know, I've been doing some that have been really kind of elaborate, right? And this week I did one. It was I wrote it down. It was like, gosh, this is just just too simple. <laughs> so I kind of made two for your exercise, and then I thought, oh, well, these aren't really that tough. I'll do a third one. So we'll see how many of them I get down <laughs> that I give to you, how nice I am by the time I get to that part. So the first thing that I'm going to give you is since the beginning of the year, we've been doing journal assignments. And at the beginning of the year, and it doesn't matter when you do this, if you're just a first-time listener tonight, go do this tonight, and you can start now. Uh, but the beginning of the year, we did a, a journal. Uh, we did an, a what is it? A resolution to start writing in a journal. And and when I do this, these things, when I give you these exercises, guys, I cannot tell you how serious I am when I say, please write these down with pen and paper in your journal. It can be a three-ring binder or whatever it is you're using. So get one of those, and then buy yourself a new pen, a pen that feels good in your hand, that's special. We all have them, our very favorite pen. So go out and buy yourself a journal and your very new favorite pen. All right, and then every week I want you to write these down in there so you can do them. And a lot of these, like the first one, is a journal assignment. This is specifically meant for your journal. And the reason pen and paper is so important to me and I push that so hard is because, you know, maybe I'm just a little bit old-fashioned. I won't, you know that I don't submit my poetry unless it's visual arts. I don't submit my poetry to online publications. I only submit it to journals that are a print publication because I want to hold it in my hand. Someday when the big plug is pulled and the apocalypse is out there and someone's digging through rubble and they find this tattered poetry book, my words are still going to be there. And I know that sounds very, I mean, it's it's almost like a, not a conceit, that's not the right word, a vainness or something that that you want a piece of you still there. You know, I want that tangible piece of me left out there in the world somewhere. Um, so pen and paper, write it down. Your brain thinks differently when, you, when you're writing on a piece of paper because your pen and your hand cannot write as fast as you can type for a lot of us. For me, I write much faster, and half the time I can't even read my writing. But it, you, your brain thinks differently when it is writing on a piece of paper than when it's sitting in front of a computer. So I really want you to do these in your in your journals. So the first journal writing assignment is, and we've kind of been concentrating on free writing because free writing is so important if you're a writer. You need to keep that brain going. You can't let it get stuck in a rut. I'm writing this type of thing, therefore this is all I'm thinking about writing, and so this is all that comes out of my pen. You need to free write to kind of let, let all the, the crap out of your head once in a while and give room to new things growing in there or what's in there already growing into something that you didn't think about or whatever. Anyway, let's get on with it. <laughs> so the the journal assignment, we concentrate on free writing, and one of the biggest objections or uh, excuses I get 
with people free writing if, when I ask them if they're doing it and they say no, I don't know what to write about. You're not supposed to know what you're writing about when you're free writing. When you're free writing, you're picking up your journal, you're looking at the clock, and you put your pen to paper and you write whatever's in your head, however abstract the, the subjects change or whatever. Just write for five minutes and not stop. Or don't stop until you're done. But write for at least five minutes nonstop, total nonsense, it doesn't matter, grocery list, whatever. All right, so, but since that is the number one excuse I get, I'm going to take that away from you. And what I'm going to do is I give you free writing thought provokers. So you don't have anything to write about, so you can't free write. I'm kind of rolling my eyes here, guys. <laughs> so you can't free write because you have nothing to think about. Um, I'm going to give you an idea starter. It gets, a, it gets your pen on the paper. It starts your pen moving in a direction, and then just go from there. All right? So what I want you to, when you sit down and write in your journal, your first thought provoker and your free write for this week is what commercial on TV or radio do you, list, do you dislike beyond all others? So I want you to write about, you know, like the Tom Shane, uh, I'll, I'll keep a you know, trend of the diamond business, and and well, what's his face that keeps the light on for you from Motel 6? What was his name? Tom Shane's a diamond guy. Who was the guy for for keep the light on for you? I know he had a name. I can't remember. Anyway, so anyway, yeah. <laughs> what commercial on TV or radio do you dislike beyond all others and why? That's just your your uh, thought provoker for this week. Next, I'm going to give you your writing exercise and your writing prompt. They are quite different. An exercise is meant to make you sweat, is to push you out of your box. Think out of uh, a, a normal direction you would normally go with something you're writing. Think about it in a different way. Look at it in a different light. Uh, write about something you may never even have thought of writing about um, in a way you would never have done intentionally. Or it's just it's something to push you out of your comfort zone because it's only when you're out of your comfort zone that you grow. So your exercise is not intended. These can be done and should be done in your journal as well. All right, they are not intended to produce a great piece of writing. They're they're absolutely not intended or even set up to do that naturally. Um, they're just something to move your pen and get your brain thinking. All right, push yourself out of your normal realm. The first one I have for you is I want you to write a list in your journal. I want you to write a list of all the disgusting things you can think of, all the terrible, horrible, gross things in the world, in your opinion. Like for me, it's there's nothing in the world more disgusting than a freaking fig. I, I went to this lady's house one time, and she in Oregon we have, it's pretty rare, but we, we have fig trees. And we're standing out there on her farm, and I'm talking to her. And she reaches down on the ground and picks up a fig and said, oh, have you tried the figs? They are so good. And it looks disgusting, first of all. And she takes it, and she breaks it apart in her hands, and it just kind of oozes out like slug snot. It's so nasty. And she takes a great big, huge bite out of it, and it's hot You can because it's like a 90-something degree day. So you know it's laying there, and it's just it's, it's like this hot nasty, goopy, oh, it was horrible. I thought I was going to lose it. And then she goes, here, have a bite, and thrusted it at me. So one of the most disgusting things I can think of would be a fig, and that would definitely be on the top of my list. But after that, I want you to really push it. 
I want you to really use your imagination and keep thinking till you can't think of anything else. So once you get the normal things out of the way, you know, the, the, the things that probably almost everybody's going to have on their list, I, that, once you get past that point, you start thinking about the things that are really personal to you. You know, like if I were to write, you know, start my list, probably the first thing, you know, dog poop would be on the first on my list. Okay, that's, that's something disgusting. You know, but for me to get to the point where I'm thinking about that fig, you know, that's very personal to me. That's very real. That's not a typical answer. And so what doing this exercise does and exercises like this does, it helps you create surprising imagery, which is something that we should all strive for. You know, they say that there's nothing to be written that hasn't already been written. And if that's the case, then what we need to do is we need to learn how to say it differently, how to say it in a new way, in an interesting way, a way that hasn't been done before. I mean, we've all written about love, you know, and, and people think about a love poem and they just kind of, oh, I have a love poem, you know. Because, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, love, we're, we're kind of savvy. We can be savvy. Um, but what makes, what, how could you write about it where that person that's going, oh, another love poem, all of a sudden sits up and says, oh, my God, what did I just read? What did I just hear? You really want to strive for a way. And the way you do that is by making things real, by pushing beyond the typical and finding your own voice. All right. So an example of this would be writing something like, um, I don't know, let me think of something real quick. His chances were about as good as that shriveled up, dried up carrot corpse lying in the back of your refrigerator door for the last year suddenly becoming edible again. Okay, that that probably isn't, uh, that sentence was probably horrible, but you get the idea. That's not, an, that's not an image you would typically hear or think of. So when you talk about that, that dried up, shriveled up carrot, we've all seen them back there. Don't even act all, oh my gosh, we've all, we've all had that carrot. You know, so that would be a, a really good example of something like that on the list. It's a personal thing. So the next one I'm going to give you, because that one's an easy one, and that doesn't really push you that much this week. So we've got more. I actually, oh, wow, I only wrote two. I didn't write the third one down. You're in luck, so you do get two. So I want you to, this, this next exercise is interviews with characters. And I know that our chosen form of writing is poetry and prose but you can't always just sit down and write a poem it's it's important just to write and if you sit down and think every time you sit down you have to write a poem you're not going to write that's why free writing is important that's why the exercises are important that's why just sitting down and writing for writing's sake is important because all of that feeds you to when you go to sit down to write that poem i mean you have to have input in order to have output period so on this one, I want you to, it's called Interviews and Characters. I want you to imagine the subject of your poem being interviewed. You could really do a fun twist on this and make an inanimate object being interviewed. <laughs> but imagine your character or the person or the subject in your, your piece of writing uh, is being interviewed. Uh, maybe it's for a magazine or a job or by the police. 
and what kind of questions are they being asked, and how do they answer? Um, you know, just go back and forth. Actually, write out an interview if you want, or be a third party watching the interview. However, it's it's fun for you to write, but just you know, pick a character or a you know, thing, something, and write it out as if they're being interviewed with the questions and answers they'd give. And this exercise helps you better understand and develop a character's voice and backstory. Okay, because you have to have those answers. This is a question you have to have an answer for. It. When you're writing, say you're sitting down and you're writing a poem. This is another thing that's really going to help you find ways of making that piece personal to someone else. Writing imagery that's accessible, that is palpable. When someone, you know, when you when you talk about the the screen door banging, that that's one of those really strong concrete images that everybody can hear it. Everybody sees the green flaky paint or the white flaky paint and the the rusty colored screen on the you know and the the you know the hinges that are kind of cool looking and every time the door slams a little bit more paint falls off onto the cement. It's just one of those strong images. So doing something like this will really help bring the the picture of what you're trying to write into focus through your words. And uh, if you're telling the poem, like say you're talking about it from your point of view, or you're talking about the, you know, if you're sitting down and you're going to write a poem about, um, say you're going to write a poem about domestic violence, and you start out before you write that poem, you do some prep work, you pump the, the pump a little, you prime your brain, Okay, that's an that's an idea, hey. Um, what if you if you're going to sit down and write a poem on domestic violence? What if you were to sit down and do this exercise first and imagine yourself being that person and you're being interviewed after the fact or during the fact or whatever. And you wrote all of this stuff out and then you were to sit down and write the poem on domestic violence. Think about how differently the two pieces would come out. You know, so doing those little extra things to push yourself to always improve your writing, those are the things that that take you from being a good writer to being a great writer. All right. The last one I'm going to give you is your writing prompt. Your writing prompt is intended to produce a poem. It is like a seed, a dandelion fluff. (sighs) Gone. There it is, seed planted. Uh, It can be the title to the poem. It can be... Uh, a line within the poem, or it can be the general concept of the poem, but it is intended to produce a poem at the end. The prompt for the poem is, you ready? It could have been this way. It could have been this way. All right? It could have been this way. That is your writing prompt for this week. Now, the next thing we are going to do, if you didn't catch all that, by the way, it's okay. If, you, if I got you lost somewhere along the line, I totally understand. Um, you can go back after the show's over, about 10 minutes after the show's over. You can go back and listen to the first 15 minutes of the show in the archives, and uh, you can get these off of there and write them, finish writing them down. All right. 
At the beginning of every episode and the end of every show, we always play an audio track by one of our poets. So if you would like to have your piece, if you've recorded something, or if you decide you want to try recording something on your computer, you just need a headset mic and a record program on your computer, and you can have one to me, MP3 file. Send me over the MP3 file to my email for the show, which is, and the word the, the word that is in the email title, you guys, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. The Speakeasy Cafe at gmail dot com. All right, and I can get those uploaded to the show's library, and we can play it for the world. That's everyone cheering for you. The piece that I'm going to start the show with tonight is by Patrick S, and it's called DSMV. And here we go. Crazy in love? Crazy in love? No, no, because people throw around the word crazy too lightly. It doesn't mean enough. And people throw around the word love too lightly. It means too many things. We are past crazy and in a love that needs its own specialized clinical term. We are psychotic for each other. We are paranoid about losing each other. We are schizophrenic about making each other happy. We are paranoid schizophrenic about not being there to make each other happy. We are narcissistic at our reflections in each other's eyes. We are obsessive when we're apart. We are compulsive to be together. We are obsessive compulsive whenever we think of each other every waking hour. We have Tourette's syndrome. I love you! We are codependent. That one might be literal. We are claustrophobic when walls come between us. We have road rage when roads come between us. We are sociopathic when society comes between us. We are arachnophobic when spiders come between us. We are herpetophobic when snakes come between us. We are cholerophobic when circus clowns come between us. We are homophobic when... No. Actually, we share the same agenda. We have numerous highly specific paraphilias such as your fingertips, my shoulders, the way you pronounce the letter P, and so on. We induce in each other acute psychogenic signs of distress, including cardiac arrhythmia, hypertension, tachycardia, apnea, asthma, panting, paresthesia, kicks, rapid eye movement, inappropriate sexual arousal, Appropriate sexual arousal. Very appropriate sexual arousal. Very appropriate, very important sexual arousal. Where was I? We have retrograde amnesia. We can't remember how we even lived before we met. We have interrograde amnesia. We can't remember why we feel so satisfied or where our pants are. We have false memory syndrome. We think and act like we've known each other all our lives. We have dyslexia. We keep seeing you and I together. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, Edition 4, is all the love poetry we'll ever need by other people. And as for our own, Tourette's, glossolalia, 
repetitive speech, indiscretion, soliloquy, repetitive speech, <laughs> repetitive speech. Repetitive speech, but that doesn't mean we are crazy. Crazy is simply not the word. The word has not yet been written. For you and me, we are going to be a special supplement to the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, Edition 5. You know, that is a really, really good example of what I was talking about. You know, everybody writes, his, you know, the, the, the love poem thing. That's them. I mean, he did a fantastic job writing a love poem in a new and unique way. And the reason I really love listening to that one, and I like using it as an example of writing, pushing yourself until you write something That, that's strong, that has those those really, really unique images in them. I mean, I really, really try to push you guys to do that. And, and you're amazing at it and all of that. But the, what my point is, is re- the reason I like using that one, I forgot where I was going. Um, I got uh, distracted by my incense. I put some incense on for the show. I like I snapping my fingers and stuff. Um, anyway, so the reason I like using that one as an example is you can hear the audience reaction. You can because it's done live, so you can hear throughout the piece when he reads a line and it's really one of the strong ones, one of the good ones, and you can hear the audience go ah, or they laugh, or they go oh. You hear that throughout that entire piece, and if you pay attention to how he wrote that in such a unique way, that really brought some of those things home when when he was when he was performing it. Anyway, fantastic piece. Now, now what do we do? What are we going to do now, you guys? This is what comes next. Once again, if you would like to call and read on the show tonight, you can call in at 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. We are having some issues with the chat room. If you were trying to get into the chat room and it wasn't showing, just refresh your page. It should be up and running. So if you're trying to get into the chat room, just keep poking it with a stick. Everybody should always have a poking thing stick, especially if you're a writer. Um, yeah, keep poking it with a stick to let you in eventually. Just refresh the page that that you're on on the computer, and it should show up. All right, six four six five nine five three nine six five phone number to call in. If you are on hold, this is what you can expect tonight. We do take callers in the order that you call in, such as area code five four zero is our first caller tonight. So 540 will be with you in just a moment. Listen for your telephone area code. When I bring you on, please make sure that you introduce yourself. That's really important. You don't ever want to send your work out there into the world without your name attached, and you want people to know who's reading. So please introduce yourself. Hi, this is me, and I'm going to read this poem tonight. Uh, Real important to introduce yourself. Right now, with the lines the way they are, you can read two poems if the lines happen to get too busy later on. 
and we have to switch that back down to one, we may end up having to do that, but right now you're good at two. The only, if we do switch it back to one, just so you guys know, and there's a little incentive, if we have a one palm limit, you can still read two. If one of them is your homework, your writing exercise, your prompt, uh, something that I've given you. If you bring your homework back to the show and we're at a one-palm limit, you can read it and your homework one. So there's a little incentive to do your writing prompts. All righty. Then when you're done reading, please make sure that you give out your URL. You want to make sure that people know how to come find you, network with you, you get to know you and your work better before you come back here again and read next week. And then please remember that we do have a mature rating on the show so you're bound to and we'll hear and more than likely it's going to happen hear just about anything on the show with the exception of adult porn palms no hardcore erotica no bumping body parts no tab a into slot b other than that you're good to go and uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and give the first three callers so you kind of know where you are in the lineup as I said we have area code 540 as our first caller, then we have 731, then 910. So those are our first three callers. You kind of have a heads up on when you're going to be coming on. And I do want to let area code 850 know that you are not in the lineup. If you are here just listening and hanging out tonight, I appreciate it. Hope you enjoy the show. If you would like to read, then go ahead and press 1, and that will put you in the lineup for the show, so I'll know to bring you on. And if you're just hanging out and listening and you decide you want to come in and talk or share something uh, at any time, just press 1. Press 1 at any time, and it'll put you on the lineup. So 850, 850, press 1 if you want to come on. Otherwise, glad you're here. Did I get that out right? All right. So without further ado, let's go ahead and grab our first Caller for the night, area code 540. 540, you're on the air. Hey, it's Phil Church down in Virginia. You are so awesome. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and modern. You are. It's like, it's like a, uh, I, I don't know how you beat everybody. I just don't. It's just cool. I've never had anyone. You're like the longest standing record holder, I guess, is the way to put it. <laughs> Well, I'm not the best, but I am good. For being the first on the air. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so what's oh, going on in your neck of the woods? How are you surviving the, the heat? Oh, I'm doing great. They fixed my air conditioning, so uh, uh, it's uh, it's been nice and cool in here. And, of course, now we, we, had, uh, we were 97 heat index today down here, and it's going to be hotter the next two days, so uh, it's going to be a little bit of a scorcher. I've heard. I've been watching on the, the dew points and all that stuff. I've been watching that on on the, on the news over there. It's a craziness. I'm glad your air conditioner is fixed. That makes me feel much better. Oh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> that was a drag. <laughs> but... Uh, Oh, they're real good. The maintenance people around here are real good about saying the things. He just, they sent him the wrong part, and it just took an extra couple of days, but I survived. But, um, well, hey, um, that, uh, what was his name, Patrick, that you just played the audio? Uh-huh. Uh, he could write comedy. I mean, that guy, that was great. Wasn't that funny? 
I love that. It really was. I mean, really, that that <laughs> that would be a, a good comedy routine that he had going. I was I was cracking up. <laughs> <laughs> it happens with me quite a lot, but that's a whole other story. Okay, <laughs> I've got two for you tonight. Uh, you know, I consider myself an Appalachian, well, an Appalachian outlaw poet, and I'm also a, a lyricist. I, I write songs, which, uh, oh, by the way, anybody out there, if you would like for me to write a song for you or your band, just give me a holler. But um, so what I'm going to do is is I'm going to do uh, one of my country love songs that I did that uh, I've converted back into a poem. And then I'm going to do an Appalachian poem that I thought I had already done for you. And I've looked back through my records, and I, because I record all of these things, and I couldn't find it. So I don't guess I have. So this would probably be a good time of year to do it as well. So uh, are you ready? Of course. Please, yes. Here we go, then. This is called Put Some Skin in the Game. Walking side by side, you need to understand. She just likes it better when you hold her hand. Walking her up to the door, now don't forget this. Put her head in your hands when you give her that kiss. And when you put your arms around her, you got to do it right. Pull her extra close and hold on to her tight. Actions speak louder than words. Show you really care. Brush her bangs from her eyes and run fingers through her hair. It can mean a lot to a woman. It gives her heart a tug to rub her back just a little when you give her that hug. Stay real close in the night like a fish to the lure. Keep on holding her tight. It means the world to her. It's time to cowboy up and put your game face on. Don't trip in the steps where all the others have gone. Yeah, a woman needs that touch, so don't act lame. Love's a contact sport. Put some skin in the game. End poem. That was fun. That was awesome. <laughs> you know, I used to have. It's so funny. You're, you're talking about when, when you know, when you, when you go to hug her. I used to have a boyfriend. When he hugged me, it was like, it felt like he was hugging his sister, and he would, he would like put his arms around you, but it was always really loose, and he would pat you on the back. Yeah. You know, it was it was yeah. like like hugging a little kid or a it used to drive me nuts. It's like or he he would do it with just one arm. He wouldn't even use both arms. And it's like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh. If you're gonna hug me, I deserve both arms. <laughs> well now this, this <laughs> what I always thought my cousin Eric Church, he's the famous country guy. I always figured that this would have been a great song for, for him to do. I could always kinda hear his voice. I'm not much, like I said, into the modern country music, but I, I like his stuff, especially creeping. <laughs> he's, he's got kind of a weird thing going anyway, and then spring theme stuff like that. So, uh, so if uh, if uh, if him or any his uh, people are listening, hey, Eric, here's a song for you, buddy, cousin. <laughs> and uh, okay, now I want to do the next one, and this is an Appalachian poem, and uh, I'm going to try to. Uh, convey so you all can uh, make some mental images of how I do this, uh, of how what this would be like. And this is called Foxfire. Twilight in the dank forests of the deep Appalachian hills. 
the gloamings serenaded by forlorn calls of whippoorwills. The earth breathes a smoky mist, hailing the autumn as summer dies, and trees conspire in darkest shadows with the night owl's haunting cry. Traveling in that dark hour, treading well-worn trails with no lamp's light, the mind might fear all the forest phantasms while in dark woods at night. But in that place, heavy sweet with a honeysuckle scent, is spied a way I know, for the snaking mountain trail is flanked on all sides by the foxfire's eerie glow. The faint green glowing of the foxfire outlines the trail as far into darkness I might roam, following God's green light to my path, the crickets and whippoorwills sing me home. In poem. That was amazing, and that the that is the uh, that gl- that's it's like a moss, right? That gl- that's uh, was it what's it called? Uh, bioluminescent. That glows Bioluminous. in the dark. It's a moss, a mushroomy thing. Well, some of it's fungi, and some of it's lichens, mm-hmm. and then you're right. I, I've seen a lot of it uh, down in the moss. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, down in here, I used to do a, a lot of camping. I used to love the what they used to call primitive camping. I'd backpack a couple of miles just on my own into the Jefferson National oh, Forest. Yeah. And uh, you could, you know, once your eyes are, are uh, acclimated to the darkness, when there's foxfire, uh, it will. The way it grows is on game trails or where people have created paths. So it actually does make little, little, uh, little lanes and paths that you could actually follow. Mm-hmm. If you guys and don't the, know what that I, is, Google that. Google it so you can see pictures of it. It's amazing. Yeah, foxfire. Uh, and you know what it always reminded me of, and when I was a little kid, this is what I thought it was. You know the, that green glow that uh, uh, lightning bugs, fireflies yep. give off? It's that kind of a, a green glow, only there's a whole lot more of it, and it's, it's, it's steady. It doesn't blink or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it's uh, just a... Uh, it's kind of a special thing to, to, to have that as part of your life, to, to, to spend many nights with, you know, beautiful stars above and then the, the glistening uh, foxfire below. So I uh, thought I'd share mm-hmm. that with you. I read a news article, and I want to give you this as your homework for this week. Uh-oh. I read a news article <laughs> um, where they're worried that fireflies are going to go extinct. So Google that and find out what's going on with that and then write a poem. And and think about, I mean, seriously, think about the, what would happen if there were no more fireflies in the world? You know, the the catching them in a jar, the wonderment of it, uh, all of it. If if they fly, I mean, seriously, fireflies going to go away forever? No, that can't happen. So, yeah, I want you to, to write a poem about what would happen if fireflies go extinct. I'll bet they won't go without a fight. Now, you don't want to be pissing off no lightning bugs. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that's you know, my first time seeing them, 
I was like this, I, I, I was probably like 28, 29, 30, something like that the first time I saw one. Because I live in the oh, Pacific Northwest. We don't have them here. And, oh, yeah, we don't have them. So I drove, I was actually driving through, I think I hit um, maybe North Carolina, one of the Carolinas, Tennessee, something like that, when I saw my first lightning bugs. And, uh, no, Georgia. I was in Georgia. That's where it was. Um, and I was like this little kid. You know, I grabbed a jar, and I'm out there running around, and everyone's saying, you know, be careful, these weird little bugs. And I couldn't remember what it said. It's like, so I came running back, and it's like, do I have any chiclets on me? And, and but I, I mean, I was like this little tiny kid running around, just sheer delight, seeing lightning bugs for the first time. It was so magic. And then we took them back to the house, and the little kids, the real kids, took them and smashed them between their fingers and drew paint on their faces and ran around like Indians. I wanted to cry. They killed my bugs. Well, I, I, I would go say that. See, now that's that's. I used to do that when I was a kid. All the kids <laughs> around here did that. We yeah. got millions of fireflies here, by the way. So, uh, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit yakking and give somebody else a shot at it here. But uh, uh, just a side note, you might be able to tell it my voice. Uh, I'm doing much better. I'm much stronger. I'm not on uh, oxygen 100 percent of the time now. I'm actually speaking to you, breathing house air and uh which is nice not having that big mat hooked up to my face and uh so uh i'm feeling real good and having a good time and y'all can find me on facebook at philip church or uh you can uh search on amazon philip kent k-e-n-t church and that's where all my books are at and um Shoot me a friend request or buy a book my kids need shoes you know how it is (laughs) And uh, hopefully I'll be able to, to be back with you next week. Awesome. You sound great, and I am so glad you're feeling better. Thank you. Thank you, honey. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. Let me write this one down. Let me get the right. What I do? There we go. So our next caller is going to come from area code 731. 731, you're on the air. Um, Maybe. 731, are you with me? I am now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Hello, sweetheart. Fantastic. It's Michael Todd calling in from West Tennessee. It's great to hear your voice. Sound good. Sound happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's been been a fun week. Fine. It's fine. Um, I, I hear your voice. I hear your voice when I unmute you, and the very first thing I do is I rush over to see if there's an email from you that I've missed that I need to have open. No, <laughs> you have me so no. trained. I'm like Pablo's that's dog. <laughs> that, well, it, it, sometimes that's really necessary, but anyway, you're, um, I wrote a blues song. Does a blues song count? Is it does poetry? It does. Of course. Okay. I wrote a blues song last week. I thought I'd just share that. Um, I'm in a writing group now called Cur- Cursive Versus, and and this particular prompt was just use 11 words. My God, use 11 words in a sentence, but, you know, I did it. So might as well get something out of the deal. Okay, uh, this is 
this stuff's all posted on on Facebook, okay, in the notes. And so I'm doing like something weekly. If you want to stumble by there. <laughs> this week's blues tune is brought to you by Kelly's Time Control. Kelly's is located at the corner of Cantrell and Beaufort, open from eight in the a.m. until noon. Kelly's always on the watch. Making the pie safe myself. I believe to myself there's a road at rambling on the scene. I'm a powerful, sure of a presence, sure as I've ever been. Baby with wine in the evening and in the morning, caffeine. Mm-hmm. It was in the quiet of the evening I heard him making a snack. That hot goblin was in the pie safe by the root cellar in the back. I eased up to the pie safe door, quiet like giving no slack. I was fearless when I approached the cell, not at all in all. I'd been sapped in his bait line, sipping silence with a straw. Grabbing knobs on both doors, I could hear it like a beggar knob. What I saw when the light hit the shell frog chilled my spine. The empty bag of cheese and down the dust. Those boots were mine. When I get done with that thief, that's now for the shrine. Shaking hollow cereal boxes, one, two, three, where was he at? I considered getting creative and calling upstairs with the cat. All of a sudden, I found myself face to face with a full-grown rat. With a forty-four pistol in one hand, a twin-edge knife in the other, I had sincere and in mind to be both a bird and a bottle. In my own corner from his father and his sister. Mm-hmm. I scrambled up the stairs and shut and locked the basement door. I made a firm pact with my own self to never go there. Nowadays, I keep the wine in hand to not turn me to the door. In peace. You were kind of cutting out at the end there. Do you have that? You said you had that written down somewhere? Yeah, it's on Facebook, on my notes. I will go find it because I want to read. I I could hear the end, but I didn't hear it as well as I wanted to. I know there's things I missed, so I need to read it. Read it. Well, all right. You just do that, (laughs) ma'am. I will, my darling. That was incredible. So uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do you do you put do you write music or are you going to put music to it? How's that going to work? Do you play? No, 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 not anymore. I don't fool with that. Once I write it down, when I settle it, it's gone. Gone to the next one. Well, if it's a blues song, I've got to write one. Give it, I have get to together, write one tonight about. You know what? Get together with Moon Cookie. I'm going to give what? you and Moon Cookie homework to take that song and put mu- have them put music to it. Somebody can put music to it if they want to. I can't. I have to write okay. a story tonight about about a high school prom. I didn't go to my high school prom. That get, means I get to make it all up. Oh, that'll be awesome. <laughs> Are you going to read that next week? That'll be a story. No. So I don't think it would. I don't think it would read too well. The first the the first one I did the week before was it was a television show. I wrote a script for a television show, so it's dialogue. There's no way to read that on here. People say it's a pretty good show. 
why don't you get some actors and look and put it on YouTube? Why don't I quit my job? Okay. <laughs> anyway. Sassy, much love. <laughs> Seriously, really. Family. It's written, it's done. Okay. All right. I'm, right, I'm well, going to give it to him and see if he wants to play with it. That's fine. That's fine. I'll just have a great big old time. You know where my Facebook page is. I got this scroll on the front. It's big notes. There's to be a big banner on there that would say cursive verses every every week. Do you remember? Do you remember on MySpace many many years ago, uh, uh, a group of writers called Loaded for Blog LFB. Mhm. Well, this is this is two in Diane. She's uh she's attempting to revive that. So so far she's got me. Maybe in herself, maybe one more. It's a slow process. But I decided I decided years ago that I, I had told her no, no enough for a lifetime, so I won't say no to her anymore. <laughs> well, I'm looking at your post for it. For your the one you did. Okay. So, and then I've got the. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I was trying to get the uh, the link for it to put in the chat room. Okay. And I found it, so we're good. All right, darling. You want to tell everyone how to okay. find you? Uh, yeah, you can. Uh, you can find me at uh, Blogspot. Go to. Uh, www dot whatever then it's uh mike todd dot blogspot dot com it's m y k e t o d d dot blogspot dot com come see me very cool I'm all very right sweetheart <laughs> you are he is you guys he's like the pied piper of people all right michael thank you so much sweetheart love you dearly thank you for having me love you back all right honey bye Bye. Mr. Michael Todd. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 910. 910, you're on the air. Hey, you. Hey. Hey, what's going on, sweetie? It's all good. So I'm going to drop this real quick, okay? Okay. This is one I wrote today, as a matter of fact. Uh, so it's gonna it's gonna come as it goes. Um, see what's called. Oh, there it is. I think I got it. Yeah, here it is. When we aligned, time stood still. When the stars fell, it fell around us. The collected gold. Dust hid right inside us. Our feet barely touched ground when we were collective. Home wasn't just four walls. It's part of the color made us resist the habit of uniformity. But as it goes, redder kicks up because it's just the thing called trust. And all the time, it counted on forgiveness, resistance kicked in, made one of us worse than the other, looking for that peace that can't be handled. 
graciously held in the morning, mesmerized with a bunch of energy, trapped inside the crystal ball. When we were in alignment, nothing could harm us. When we were heard, the so-called repetitive hallucinations from some distorted mind could only draw us closer. When we were aligned, we were together. It made sense then. But since stars have all fallen and gone black, proves that the more you try, the more it comes about. No one wins. No one loses. Stars just burn out. And if the future has any designation on how long we were going to last, we should have known. We were looking at time a billion years ago. Let's call a star of my name is Francisco. How long we were going to last, we should have realized we were looking at time a billion years ago. Was that the line? Yeah. We should have known we were looking at stars. We were looking at time a billion years ago. You know what's twisting out? Like all these astrologers, like they're looking at NASA and SETI and everything, and they're looking at these stars, and they're dead. They're not even really there, but yet they can see them. Figure that shit out. That'll, that should complex your mind to the next grade. You should be fucking eating mushrooms every day thinking about that shit. <laughs> do you know Do you know what's really funny is what the, the picture that that poem painted in my brain is I've got um, probably the person I've besides my children that I've known the longest consistently in my life. Um, there's a guy I used to date I met when I was really young. His name's Gary, and, and we dated off and on my entire life um, and have known each other. I mean, we've we've basically grown up together, and it's the only person in the world I know that I can go and tug on his sleeve and so, say, hey, so do you remember like when? A, the dude like a permanent rebound? <laughs> you gotta love that. <laughs> Something, you know, it's just he was like he was like when the carnival would come to town, and he was wow. short-lived, and he was crazy, insane, and fun, and that's what made that piece made me think about was, you know, the, throughout the whole thing, like you were when you were saying when we were aligned, you know, it made me think about Gary because when he when we were aligned, it was like the world was our toy, and you know, and then things just fell apart. And when he he just called me a couple of days ago, and we were talking, and it was really weird. I mean, this has been eons ago that we've, you know, and and talking about things back then, and it was kind of like, you know, but that's all there is now. It's it's like yeah, that. And then when you, you said know, that last line, and, you know, it's like a billion, we should have known we were looking at time a billion years ago. That's what it yeah. felt like on the phone, was like, yeah, I remember that, but. You know that's not alive anymore. That's not there. That's it was so long ago, and it's like trying to live in the past, but you can't. You know, it was, it was weird. I can't. I can't describe it. Well, you know, I it just made I just you know this time when poem. he called and was talking and and BSing. It just it really made me sad. Yeah, that, I get it. That's why that the phone's that, there. You know. Yeah, that made it so real. Should have realized. It. Yeah, I mean. uh that's and that's one of like those lines too. It. If I could, like, if I could, like, not murder you because I would never do that too because I love you so much. But if I could duct tape you in a closet for the rest of your life and take credit for that line, if I was that type of person, I would so do that. Just so you know, that's how good that line is. Uh, I appreciate that. 
<laughs> See, this is this is how you become yeah, a stalker of people and have them thank you, folks. <laughs> I appreciate the fact that you would duct tape me and put me in your closet just so just so that you could like plagiarize my work. That, that's, yeah, because that's, that's like how a, good it is. Tell me that's not yeah, a compliment. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you know, hey, you know. I can, Maybe not pleasant just, for you, but it is still a compliment. <laughs> just as long as you send your kitty in with a fur toy, I'll be all right, you know. Okay. <laughs> the girl wears a tan like naked. Got a tattoo on the inner right thigh. Says, I'm in love with myself. On her other thigh, she's got ink. The rest of the time, I'm in love with you. This one wraps around her leg like a ring. Kick down with all your bad habits. I'll take it straight to my heart. Finish you off when we're done. Let that last cigarette burn out. Take a drink of this mezcal. I watch her through blurry eyes. She's gone and addicted me. She's got a dagger over her right breast. Says, Never say allegiance. It pointed at the vicinity of where her heart should be. Hey, uh, so what am I? Am I online, or do you guys got to sit together, or am I just a play toy here tonight, Nyla? Nyla. chapter and call it life. Beautiful as it is in, in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of, of everyday, everyday life. Sitting in a little coffee shop just sipping, writing. To the naked eye doing nothing exciting, man. She was just sipping, writing. But it was something about her. Something that made me wonder as she sat there alone over yonder just sipping, writing. What was she writing? Was it poetry? She looked up, man, and, and she finally noticed me and, and she smiled. So beautiful it was, like like looking at the river now, because because so beautiful she was. So so I smiled. She went back to writing, doing nothing exciting, man. It's, and and I just stood there and admired and wanted to walk on over and introduce myself. But because of my shyness, I decided to retire to a chair two tables down, quiet without a hint of a sound. I just sat there sipping, gazing, 
admiring her from a distance because her beauty and her innocence were so amazing. Her her smile was so intoxicating. Her her eyes were so engaging. Uh, the ten second glance made my heart start racing. As if I was high on drugs, straight free base. I just sat there and daydreamed of, of me and her taking flights to far off places, turning off our cell phones while while we took long vacations in in hard to reach nations. Made me wonder. He was this lady. It kept me sipping, gazing, driving me half crazy with anticipation. Nervous I am. She got me caught up in her aura like, like, like dance. <laughs> Yo, who is this lady? Latte sipping, coffee shop chilling. <laughs> I'm yet to know her name, but somehow I seem to be catching feelings. I wonder, I ponder. Does she come here often? Or will she be interested in me and her doing some get-to-know-you talking? And hope that maybe we can become good friends and do some park walking. <laughs> Hold up. I find that I'm jealous of the way that she holds that pen. I kind of wish that it was me that she was holding. I kind of wish that I was that napkin that she was folding, touching. It's like behind our coffee cups, man, we're playing a sexy game of seduction, hiding, peeking. She's got my attention, no diversions, no interruptions, just just gazing, lusting, hiding, seeking. Every time she sips on her cup, it, it hides that devilish grin like she wants to sing, like she's flirting, inviting me to come on over, come on in. I wish it was me that she was sipping. Should I say I wish it was me? She was kissing. See, this be beautiful beginning. The beginning be the alpha. As it is written, it be the first chapter. They call it life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending. Just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting that you don't stand alone. Just, just hoping. Nose wide open. Walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life. I see you. Do you see me? Kissing on a white sandy beach, making love surrounded by palm trees. I worship you because you made me believe that that God, that God said that you and I, ah, uh, you and I were meant to be. You are so heavenly. I can't help but believe that, that God sent you to me because you put me at peace and, and to him I am forever grateful. I know sometimes, baby, that I can be a handful and for that, I apologize. Melt me with those maple brown eyes. But you handle me like, like the way trees flow in an autumn breeze, so gentle, so smooth. I, I can't help but be in love with you because you make it so easy. Sleep with me, dream with me. To a far off place where, where no one can find us, where it's just us. Caught up in the rush of our lust as we make love from dawn to dust. As I look down and see you beneath me, looking up at me, smiling, sometimes staring me down, making love to me with your eyes as you hold on tight for the ride. I, I love you. I love, I love the feel of your thighs. The way your flesh feels against my flesh, the way your chest feels against my chest, the way we pause, we take deep breaths. Deep, deep, deep breaths. Just the thought of knowing that you are mine makes 
we lose all track of time. So we end up making love for hours just, just because there's nothing else to do. It's just you on top of me and me on top of you. With the sweetest smell of romance in the room, I, I take a whiff to consume the perfume because I want a smell of you with, with me all day. Just one whiff, just one sniff takes my breath away. Got me finding, got me finding, got me fiending, got me fiending, got me fiending to see you on the next day. The exact same way. Me looking down at you and you staring up at me. Can't think of a better position for us to be, so just love me. And if you feel it in your heart, girl, it'll just marry me. With the thought of knowing that. This is what God always wanted us to be. You see, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning is the alpha. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about an ending, just, just thinking about building. Creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting. Hoping that you don't stand alone, man. Just... Just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. life, life, life. You see this? This be my Monday morning blues. I find myself caught up in the rapture, just longing, longing for her, missing her, her heavenly touch, oh so very much, like I didn't just see her on Sunday, yet I I find myself daydreaming about her. I find myself daydreaming about her all day, all day on Monday. Daydreaming about all the love making we did over the weekend to no end. It just got me longing. Daydreaming about her once again as I long for her kiss. I look at my t-shirt that she had online across my bed and I can't help but reminisce. I pick it up and pull it close to me. Close my eyes, take a deep breath and I can smell her scent. Reminded me once again of the time that we spent just, just love making. The smell is something out of a, a bath and body works and the sweet smelling aroma is enough to drop me to my knees as I shake my head like, like I'm about to repent. It's just the smell of moonlight path reminding me of our sexy, sexy hour-long bubble bath or was it the smell of a midnight pomegranate? You see, it's been less than 24 hours, y'all, since she's been gone and, and already, man, already I can't stand it. I'm just longing, longing for her. I'm fine. I'm fiending. I'm fine. I'm fiending for her love, like an addict addicted to a drug. She, she got, she got me on that crack, y'all. <laughs> I got to have it like that Spike Lee joint. Y'all, I need. You see, I, I need it, y'all. I, I need it in the worst way, like a fiend that, that can't stay clean. Look, look at me, y'all. She, she got me shaking. She got me shaking just thinking about the crazy love making I'm going through withdrawal from the lack of it all, from the lack of her kiss, from the lack of her touch, from the lack of her love that I miss oh so much. And she just left this homeboy alone like, like yesterday. You see, this be my Monday morning blues. I'm going to be this way until the weekend rolls back around. Just fine. Just feeling just fiending, y'all. I'm gonna be this way until her, until I hear the sound of her walking through my door. I'm gonna be this way until Friday. Just fine. Just, just fiending. Let me, I do this dance all over again. We gonna do this romance again. 
all freaking weekend. <laughs> See, it's beautiful in the beginning. The beginning be the alpha as it is written. It, it be the first chapter they call life. Beautiful as it is in the beginning, never thinking about an ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on, trusting, hoping that you stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep the pace, trying not to lose the race of everyday life. See Proverbs 18.22 states that he that finds a wife uh, finds a good thing and obtains favor, obtains favor in the Lord. And I guess that means that, that I have found favor, much favor, much favor, y'all, because I have surely found me a good thing. I stand here today and I, I say to you that I, that I, Eddie L. Oliver, oh man, I have found a wife. Someone I can trust, someone I can love, someone that loves and believes in me just as I love and believe in her, someone that I vow to cherish, someone that I, I vow to protect with my very last breath until death, until death. Until death, until death, y'all, until death do us apart. You see, she, ah, uh, she and only she with, with all her beauty and her brains and her amazing smile, man. She, ah, uh, yes, she, she was the one who was good enough to capture my heart when I wasn't even looking for love. When I wasn't even looking for, for my heart to be captured when I... I didn't even know, y'all, that, that love existed When I didn't even know that love was looking for me, man She she captured my heart And I say to you that somehow, some way, somewhere, y'all <laughs> We found each other Through the mist and the fog Through through the tall buildings and towering trees, y'all Somehow, uh, some way, man we, we, we found each other Like two ships lost in the night like, like two people lost in the wilderness, like, like two people stranded at sea, you see, we, oh man, we found each other. Like in John 9, 25, man, all I know is, once I was blind, but now I see. Now I can see what love truly is. Now I can see what, what love must, must look like, and it's a beautiful thing, y'all. Because now my eyes are wide open. Now I know. Now I know that, that he who finds a wife, Surely, surely, surely find a good thing. I'm here to say, y'all, that I have surely found me a good thing. <laughs> you see, it's it's beautiful in the beginning. Yo, beginning be the alpha as it is written. It be the first chapter they call life. Beauty as it is in the beginning. Never thinking about it ending, just thinking about building, creating that solid foundation to stand on. Trusting, hoping that you don't stand alone, just hoping, nose wide open, walking on faith, just trying to keep pace, trying not to lose the race of every day, of every day, of every day life. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
Okay, pretty sure we are back on the air. That was exciting. Sorry about that, folks. Uh, I think we've got it straightened out, and I'm hoping you can hear me. Let's go ahead and bring on our next caller. Um, actually, before we do that, I'm going to give the number again. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Alrighty. So let's go ahead and grab 832. 832, are you with me? Eight three two, can you hear me? All right, let's try another caller. Two one two one six, can you hear me? Yes. Hey mama, how are you? No, we don't know. But I'm here. Oh I am glad you're here. I'm not well. I'm doing the best I can and it's just one thing after another, but I'm here. What's going on? I heard a man talking and saying that um, nobody was paying attention to him. Did you get his number back? I got kicked off the line. That was, uh, I need to send him an email, too. I didn't know that he was able to stay on. Um, as soon as yeah, I was kicked off the line on. and I couldn't get back on, I uh, I started playing a tape. Uh, uh, audio track so uh, yeah I heard that but I thought you might have been able to pick him back up did he hang up he did I don't see him on the line something shoot him over and that was Glenn Steele okay. yeah that was Glenn okay so I'm here did you want me to go ahead and do a piece I would love for you to alright um, I'm going to do piece Called, I want to stay mad. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> you hurt me so bad. You made a baby on the side after you tried to destroy my beauty. My hurt now feels like all I own. This pain is all mine. You stole my look, you dirty crook. You tried to take my anger away as you asked to be forgiven. But that anger belongs to me. I hold on to it. Held on to it so long. To only me, it belongs. When you asked me to forgive you, I said yes and cried. Did you think after all those years? That just like that you be forgiven Well I lied I thought to myself Too little too late But the children and grandchildren Were our audience So I lied You destroyed the beauty God gave me The pain deep inside Is mine Buried deep inside me Like an evergreen tree My pain grows again and I, I want to stay mad. The anger is all that I truly own. Everything else I had, is gone. So I hold on. I think of wild ox farts when I think of your evil breath. I knew you were rotten. Not good for me. No more tolerating that wicked smell for the love of 
for the sake of love, trading my sanity. Apologies, 58 years too late. And me, I want to stay mad. I love this familiar state. Too bad, my lad, so sad. Your handsome, screw face, it seems that when it comes to me, you are always on me. And abracadabra, you thought you were forgiven just like that? The man that beat the life out of his wife? Yeah, right. So sad that you got it all wrong. I need to hold on to that emotion which replaced my heartbeat. You talk like a duck with no beat. So sad. But I can't forgive you. 48 years too late. Live with your unforgiving face. My pain keeps me strong. If I let you get away, my heart would grow weak. I said, yes, I forgive you. The grandchildren witnessed, but my tongue was in my cheek. The beautiful, sweet daughter we made is dead and gone. She saw me malfunction as a mom. Anyway, no need to pretend again. I need this pain to hold on to. Too bad, my lad, so sad. I'll forgive you for my own sake. But for now, I need to stay mad at you in peace. You know, I really love that. There was one time in my life where someone did something to hurt me and I knew that I was going to forgive them both of them they knew that they knew that I was going to forgive them and I knew that I was going to forgive them and and one day they walked up to me and confronted me and said you know that we're going to get over this so we might as well just get over it and I told them you're right we will but I'm not ready to stop I'm not ready to, to stop being mad right now I, I mean I literally said that to them and so when you're reading, it's like, yeah, I know that. I know that place. I'm not done being mad at you yet. You know, I'm I'm angry. I'm still angry. I know that I'm not going to be angry at her for you forever. But right now, no. Right. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I do forgive him, I got my poem to go back and remember. Yeah. How mad I was. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Yep. Okay, baby, that's all I got for right now. If you come back to me, I'll have something more livelier. Okay. But right now, I made myself mad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, do me a favor. Just in case something happens and I get lost on the line again, tell everyone how to find you so they'll know. Vicky Aqua. Facebook. Poetry Soup. Allpoetry.com. Very cool. All right. We will talk to you in just a little bit, Mama. Okay. All right, honey. Thank you. All right. So I'm going to go back up here and check with area code 832. 832, are you there now? 
let's see if we can get their line to shift here. 832, can you hear me? All right, I'm going to disconnect your line. I need you to call right back in, 832. Something's going on. I cannot hear your line. I don't think it's that you're muted. It's just there's there's nothing there. There's no sound at all on your line. So please call right back in, 832. I'm writing your number down here, and we will grab you when you get back on. All right. I'm going to go ahead and bring Glenn Still back on that we uh, got mixed up on when my line was dropped. Glenn, are you with us? Yeah. Um, let me ask you, who um, who's the monkey on the switchboard over there? Me. My, every time I come on, I hear unmuted or muted. So am I dealing with a shark or am I dealing with a friggin' catfish? Because it's getting kind of old. But it, with that said and done, you know, I mean, who who's your player? Who's your second player on, on, this, on this broadcast right now? Me. Just I'm the only one here. Alone. Just me and me alone. Every time I come on, on your show, I hear muted or unmuted. That's Here's a recording. Heard, okay? that's, something, that's something new. Is so it really? when, Yeah, it's a recording. Rock Talk Radio put in a, a recording like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's it is, not me. It, it is the most annoying thing I've ever heard in my life, especially for somebody <laughs> that wants to join in a broadcast. That's kind of like the reason why I gave, uh, well, that's kind of one of the reasons why I ditched fucking 10K Poets was because I had so much harmonious activity with them that I, you know, it wasn't even worth doing a show anymore, you know. But I'm going to take you at your word and, you know. I swear to God, call in another show and it'll be the same way. It's a recording that they put on. <laughs> you know what? I yeah. Your show is the only one I call in, Period. And that that's only because happy. I support you because I was telling somebody today, I said, yeah, I'm, you know, dude, I got a rule, man. I, I, I'm, I'm on this uh, podcast thing and, um, you know, I just got to, I just got to flavor this. And uh, he goes, well, you know, what are you doing? I go, well, it's a poetry show, man. You should check it out. It's, it's been around for like 12, 13 years. I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, exactly. that's a long time, you know. Do you but, remember? I mean, you were around when we first started this all. Do you remember? Well, you started way before I did. You started like two years before I did or something like that, maybe 18 months. Yeah, but there were tons so, of shows and stuff back on back then. Do you remember? Yeah, I remember. And where, yeah, I mean, where are they now? I mean, you're the only one that's been stagnant, you know, that's, or um, that hasn't been stagnant, you know. But, um, and that, I, 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 I give a lot of cred to that, you know, but you know, if, if it's just the fact that, you know, well, I'm not going to say any more because technical, well, technology can be a bitch, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at that, you know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and, and with that said and done, that's why I'm not interested in doing this stuff anymore, you know? But uh, it, it, it is what it is. It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me on my toes. I'll tell you. Mm, but just send that fur kitty in with a furry toy, and me and her will play all day long. You can play to raise me all you want. <laughs> all right. Who knows? I might even sign all my 
all my properties over to you just so you can produce them and publish them and when I'm gone and when I'm gone and when I'm walking the stores, you know, something like that. <laughs> We'll make we'll make one of those packs. Like if if neither of us are married by the time we're twenty, we'll get married, right? We'll we'll make this pack. You know, whichever one of us ends up in the beige hallway first, the other one gets their poetry. <laughs> yeah, but let's just not give it away under a marriage conspicuous. Let's just do it yeah. because it is. Yeah, <laughs> I'd marry you, but not really. You know. Yeah, me too. And I, I don't say that because I don't say that because you're not worth being married, but. Uh, my history with marriage is not uh, prevalent to Well, it's been a long standards. time since we were 20, so that's okay. Yeah, I think the last one I left was when I was like 45 or some shit like that. I don't know. I I'm a I, handful, I I though, like dude. I'm telling you, it's a... Uh, you wouldn't want to anyway. I, I Seriously, I'm a handful. I feel bad for anyone <laughs> that likes me. Everybody, see, that's just it. It's not, it's, you know, nobody wins, nobody loses. Uh, <laughs> everybody's a handful. That's just particulars of it, you know. I don't think people were actually meant to be together for, for longevity. I think, you know, we were just, you know, I don't believe in monogamy. And I say that with discreetness. I mean, sincerely discreetness. Because not because because I believe in the religious the religious rightfulness of it, you know, like marriage is an institution of God. But uh, I just, you know, I I think that well, I don't know what I think. All I know is it doesn't work. You know. Why, and, why don't uh, you write me a poem about it? Why don't you put up? Why don't you put up? That's that should be your next homework. Well, you know, I don't do homework. Marriage. I'm the homework. No. Not the your homework. the yeah, one you the one the one you give out to all your participants. Oh, marriage. You know, marriage. <laughs> the 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 pros and the cons. I'll bet if you did that, the blow up would be recitable to the nth degree that you would be able to plagiarize everybody and build a poem around that and make a billion dollars. You know. <laughs> you know, my views on marriage would probably really surprise you. Okay, I got a minute. No, we I got other color, so. The girl wears a tan like naked, got a tattoo on her inner thigh, says, I'm in love with myself. On her other thigh, she's got ink. The rest of the time, I'm in love with you. This one wraps around her leg like a ring. Kick down with your bad halves. I'll take it straight to my heart, finish you off when we're done. Let that last sewer burn out. Take a drink of this mess now. I'll watch her through blurry eyes. She's gone and addicted me. She got a dagger over her right breast. Never it says never say allegiance. It's pointing in the vicinity of where her heart should be. Under her lower breast there's a tombstone inked in color. It's it has a printed message. Never rest in peace. As my eyes roll back I visit her in, in as my eyes roll back I visit her in REM we go strolling. She takes my hand, walks me through her bad habits. We wind up looking into each other. She turns around, takes her shirt off. There it is, a pair of angel's wings. One broken on the left under her right shoulder blade is an arrow destined for the other wing. She turns and says, now or never, either you let go and come with me, and if her lip perk like a smile, says I better come with the right decision, or I might not wake up. Instantly, she's naked, flutters her right hand like a Japanese fan cash for me. 
into her. Once I entered her heart, there was a tattoo of the universe, a cosmic map. I knew then I had to decipher her truancy from human emotion. If I didn't, the rest of me would never see daylight. Some whisper came, floated into my inner conscious, said, take a chance. When I woke up late in the afternoon, she walked out of the shower wearing that naked tan, and there it was, ink just below her bikini line. You think you had a chance? Prove it. As she handed me a vape of 25 milligrams of purple haze, I looked and I read one word per wrist. Bad habit. It's called ink, and my name is Glenn Still. That was awesome. See, I've learned to be quiet while you start reading because I don't know when you're going to start reading and when you stop talking. I'm getting better. <laughs> I'm getting better. <laughs> uh, it's all good. Hey, well, all right. why don't you get back to your show? I appreciate you bringing that back on. It's been a while. I think, I don't know, a couple months or so. But uh, it's always worth coming on your show. Well, I'm I glad. keep telling people about you. I don't, you know, I wish some of my, some of the pe- people that follow me would follow you, you know. I was thinking about some of the people that started out doing this when we all started out doing this. And I sent a couple of emails today, but there's a lot of poets that I really miss that we don't hear from very much anymore. And I need yeah, to find like out Dan why. Kellett. Dan mm-hmm. Kellett would be one. You know, I'm not even going to go into a list, but uh, just his remarkable poetry and the way he saw the world and was able to uh, paraphrase it was, um, I don't think you're going to get another poet like Dan Kellett. I forget what his nomenclature was on uh, on our shows. I don't even remember. That's how long it's been, but, uh, you know. Doc Segrin? Miss him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, you know, we all got it. We, you and he, you and I, got enough juice in this to keep it going. So we're gonna <laughs> do what we do. <laughs> and and I and I'll listen to your travesty of marriage at a later date. All right, when and just don't, just don't propose to me and then tell me that shit. Okay, it's like you know, give me a break. Take me up to the Ascalian Mountains and we'll. I don't hunt, but, you know, we'll say we're hunting for grizzlies, you know, and then you can tell me <laughs> your bad dreams. Okay, that works. All right. I'll see you later. All right, Ben. Thank you, sweetheart. Good to hear from All you. Right, Glad you were able to call back in. Love you, girl. Love you, too. Bye-bye. All right. So let's go ahead and grab a skit. Uh, three four six. Three four six. You're on the air. Hello. Good evening. Hey, Amelia. How are you, Amelia. sweetheart? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking. I had to take my headset off. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure if my um, speakers are working now. <laughs> it's good to hear from you, sweetheart. It's been a bit. Yes, well, um, I sort of have an announcement. Um, very few people know this, but 
I'm going to make a public announcement on your show. Um, as you know, most people know, um, back in my early 20s, um, I was in an extremely violent domestic violence relationship. Um, I suffer from back issues because of it. Well, about two months ago, I uh, got severe pain running from my neck all the way down my right arm and uh, went on for about a week and I went to the ER and they did a CAT scan and the CAT scan showed that I have permanent I have permanent progressive nerve damage um, which was caused um, back then, and it's um, showing its ugly head now. So there's been a lot of uh, testing going on, and um, the, the results came in today, and they're not good. Um, I'm going to be I'm being referred to a neurologist, and um, uh, more than likely, there's going to have to be surgery. So I have not been able to write, um, uh, and uh, of course, anything else with my right arm, I'm right-handed, um, has been difficult. So uh, some time ago, I wrote a poem about the particular incident that caused what has happened to me now, and um I always call it my most famous poem that almost nobody knows about because I rarely read it. Um, it was written uh, in 2000 when I was still in San Francisco. I work for NOW, the National Organization of Women. And uh, we, or well, I decided to have all the domestic violence um, uh uh, shelters um, get together with their women and write poems about their um, incidents that they went through. And in part of that, I did my poem. Well, Patricia Ireland, who was the president of NOW at that time, read my poem um, was fascinated. Now, at this time, nobody knew me as a poet. Um, I was just a normal person, and she read my poem. She thought it was fabulous, and she was going before Congress, and she asked if she could read this poem. So this poem was actually read into the halls of Congress. Um, it's inscribed, and um, this is the poem I'm going to do tonight. And... Um, this is the incident that caused what I'm going through right now. Um, and the poem is called The Storm. There she lays, sound asleep. Ice water splashes across her face. Shocked awake as she begins to sit up, fists fly into her face over and over again. 
Her mind fills with terror. Her mind keeps asking the question over and over again, why? Then hands curl around her neck. They begin to both choke her and bounce her head across the wall. In her mind, she knows her head cannot continue to endure the impact it is taking. She stiffens her neck, which takes the force from the blows. Then he stops that attack. He walks through the house, pulling out the phones, all along saying, I am making sure you cannot call the police. I will kill you if you ever try. The attack is over this night, this time. Tomorrow is filled with heartfelt, I'm sorry, I love you, and I'll never do it again. She asks herself, how long will you believe him? Written by Amelia T. Davis, as seen in the October 2000 Now San Francisco newsletter and read on C-SPAN into the halls of Congress, dedicated to all who didn't survive. In peace. Very, very powerful piece. Very powerful piece, sweetheart. Thank you. So, um, I the everything is being sent to the neurologist. I see him in August, and um, the decisions will be made then. So, this is why nobody's been seeing any new poetry from me. Because... Um, if I write for any period of time, my entire hand to my elbow goes numb. Um, so if you all will keep me in prayer. Of course we will. You know that. Always, sweetheart. And it's going to be okay. They'll, they'll, they'll help you get through this. I'll help you take care of it. Everything is going to be fine, I promise, okay? Thank you, have, you, sweetheart. You have so much faith, and you're such a strong person that I know you're gonna you're gonna be able to do this. It's just a thing, okay? Yes. All so right, with that, uh, uh, I I um, brought up a, a page now. So uh, you know, last year it was destroyed and. I created a new one, so you could find me under Amelia T. Davis, uh, the poetry page. You can find me on the regular Amelia T. Davis page, or you can find me under Poetical Angel Queen. Or you can Google me, or you can find me here most times. Uh, with that, I'll allow the next poet up. All right, sweetheart. Thank you so much. You did great tonight, honey. Thank you. All right. Shoot me a message and let me know what's going on, okay? 
Yeah, I'll keep you updated. All right, baby. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay. Miss Amelia Davis. Our next caller comes from area code 503. 503, you're on the air. Hello, Nyla. Hey, sweetheart. How are you? I'm I'm well, thank you. And uh boy I I wish peace on the last reader. That's what you I what? Wish. wish peace. Peace. Peace of mind. Peace oh. of mind. With that becomes all the strength you need to conquer. So that's what I wish. It's hard to follow most of your leaders because they do such serious work. And it affects me. You know, doesn't it affect you? It does. I'm sure it does. Well, I come to you with a. Well, I guess my role is the jester. <laughs> so, and because of you, I have met three or four poets online that I really appreciate. Two are named Oliver, <laughs> and one is named Uma, and nobody seems mm-hmm. to have an English name, but <laughs> they're a lot of fun people. I know, right? Uh-huh. So last month, Last month, uh, one of the poets that I really love reading his work, um, because I, I believe that he has a lot of visual in his work, as opposed to just simply reading poetry, and uh, I really like him. And he had a birthday, and I wrote a sonnet. Oh, oh, no, not another John sonnet. <laughs> Ready? I love sonnets, yes. All right. This is for, and it's only three characters, 4CB. You write just like Cummings, upside down. You understand thought and family beyond. You ask me to be your virtual friend. You read with me in the room of pretend. So good. Happy birthday, my friend. That was wonderful. That was your fault. (laughs) You did this. You planted me (laughs) in the community. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. Yes, it is a good thing. And thank you. You know, this is a peaceful place for me to hang out. And I really love you for that. So let me say goodbye before we run out of time. You only have 12 minutes left, so go for it. And I love you. Bye. Uh, Actually, we have an hour and 12 minutes. Oh, really? Cool. I'm going to write something else really quick. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Write something else really quick, and I'll bring you back on in a minute. Hey. I wrote instructions on how to write, and I gave them to Una. So, you want me to read that? You can do that. That would be awesome. Really? 
Yeah. I, they're my favorite. They're my favorite instructions on how to write anything. So, all right. Uh, love you, and uh, call me back. Bye. You will be. We're actually having some problems with the line, John. So I'll probably bring you back on after this next caller. We're actually yeah, two, call, well. two callers, and then I'll bring you on. Okay. Give so, them so three. When I first <laughs> called in, you you were having like disco music on your channel, so I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know what's going on, but at least I'm still in the air. I I they, I had to like kind of come in you, backwards onto the you, show, but. You take care of the poets in line. I'll take care of my stupid thoughts. Okay? Deal? <laughs> All right, I'll come back. Come back and get you in a minute. All right. Peace be right. with you. Bye. Bye. Okay. Let's go ahead and grab. Oh, come on. Oh, nope. John dropped. Or he hung up. How can I come back and get you, John, if you hang up? All right, our next caller comes from area code 832. 832, you're on the air. Hey, Nyla. Hey, you. What's you going on? I can't hear oh, you. Oh, you can, can finally me? you can finally hear me, huh? Yes. <laughs> well, maybe I'm maybe I'm blue and and then maybe I'm not. <laughs> I think you are. Okay, I suppose. Uh, I'm just gonna do one this evening, uh, but it's it's a I like it. It's a it's one of those that I call a a triple threat because it's uh, Spanish, English, and my people's language. So those are always interesting for me to write. Quienes que gritas en la noche. Who is it that screams in the night? Who quietly mutters a song of whispers for the day? Solar-touched sands, the ruins of another life. The right to save a life. Within the smile of a child waiting to be held. Head up towards the morning rays. Dawn is fast approaching. La calavera, skulls, crossed bones, tracer signs of tail lights, lamparas, lamps for spirits scattered, light turned down by doorways, back, keyhole etchings, shadows, shades of gray, ashes. Nicote, death windows, nonquete, the touch of a warm breath upon the neck. We have all seen ourselves with longing. Who has not, has forgotten the times they lived. La historia de dueños. Las novelas en realidad. The history of dreams, the dramas of reality as mixed as the ancestry of ageless wonder. Thunder beings from under a mountain. Names mishandled, ageless bloodlines, heritage becomes a blood tree. 
Dust rises, mist clears, and the dance of grandfathers amongst their horses continues. Spirit grasp of reason, bugling rage races with the winds of the four quarters. Nombres que se faltan fuerza. Names that lack power. The nominal nod to earlier ages, the blunt trauma of ignorance enforced. Tashunka Witko said to be crazy horse, said to be Oglala. Lines blurred, language of the spirit once forgotten, misused. Handloklaka. Dissemination, Tashunka Witko, his horses are spirited. Nikonshu, farce of the misdirected betrayal, bayonets, the fearful in collusion, Golardes, honor and dignity lacking in the lexicon that became the jargon of slaughter, annihilation, nithe, extinction, genocide. We did not die for you even once. We care for our own. Proper respect for all things sacred, including our names and that of our peoples. Killing work, killing words of blood. We are the ghost road born and we keep walking. And peace. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, like I said, I always those are always interesting to me because they they just I don't know why, but I mean it's just it's just always an amazing thing to me with the the uh, that I can de- uh, dovetail you know the three languages in that same kind of way, not not looking at myself and kind of patting myself on the shoulder. It's just it's just kind of like strange that it that it actually can happen that way. It it amazes me, amazes me the way it is also seamless, you know, from the listener's standpoint and listening to you share and read and go through it. I mean, it really is like a stream of consciousness without a break. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I I um I uh had something come to me in terms of my uh, people's language and if Mrs. Uh, or Ms. I'm, I'm not sure uh, what her proper uh, title would be uh, Amelia T is still listening I, I think this might be of some interest because my people have always had the, uh, the thinking of you know you don't just heal the, the body you have to heal the spirit too 
And this 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 uh, sentence, if you will, this, this this thinking came to my mind a couple of days ago. Mikshinda wetsete, and what that means in English is, I am the remedy. So, just a thought that, to pass on out there. That is awesome. Yeah, I think, like I say, because you have to, you have to keep both parts in in uh, in that same place of strength. You know, if you're going to mm-hmm. heal the body, the spirit, the spirit has to be there too. It does. It's a whole package. It's like you can't pull yourself apart like an orange and only keep a sweet stuff. You have to do yep. it all. Exactly. So there you have it. And you can find me on uh, Facebook, uh, Rafe Wild, and then in parentheses underneath it'll say so. Wait, 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 Are you going to read what? two? Are you going to read two? Uh, uh, okay. I can, all right. I'm having line issues. Yeah. Read two. Uh Uh-huh Yeah All right, let me see if I can find uh, I'm going to have to go to the end To try to find the beginning It's a stupid thing But it works (laughs) You know Okay Now this one is also uh, It's interesting too These two kind of Oh, actually, let me, let me kind of just throw in something else kind of as a rejoinder, if you will. Um, they uh, uh, recently, I saw coming across my stream, the uh, uh, a, a, a kind of like a uh, documentary um, announcement, if you will, of the, the actual family of, uh, of Crazy Horse who with an author have put together a book on his life and in, and the, and it is, you know, it is the truth as they know it. And as his has been passed down through the generations of their family. And so interesting, you know, so, so, and I also had heard, or I, something came across my stream too from, uh, uh, Russell Means in, in talking about the, the difference of his name as it was interpreted into English as opposed to what it actually meant. And 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 it actually, you know, his his name, Tashunko Witko, actually does mean he has hor- uh, spirited horses. And uh, and also from, you know, from listening to, to his family speaking, you know, he was actually, his, uh, his actual bloodline in terms of his parents was Nikonju, not uh, Oglala. Oglala, see, see, that's that, that's part of that colonial thinking in terms of you know how uh, how things are 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 uh, cataloged, if you will, because Oglala is not part of is not actually a Lakota word, so that's not actually what his what, who his people were in terms of how they how they saw themselves. So I just thought that was very interesting. So 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 not directly, but some of that has you know kind of leaked into these two poems, which both of them are also in that sense. You know, they're all they're they're both uh, triple threats too. This this one also has uh, English, uh, uh, my people's Osage language, and uh, Spanish. So there's a, here's this one. 
Ongue don de los entera, enterados. We have come to such a place of the buried. Those who can draw no breath with the quickening of colors, none but they can see. Ubechni de los enteradores, apparitions of those who bury others. Slow sounds of song, the sobs transition into psalms, polarized verse. Who are such as you to tell such as we anything? Depth charges smash the canyons already reeking of clinging smoke. The resonance captured within Apitra Nigaki. Touch the palms of our handed down sense of growing green, and we shall endeavor to yet save another life. You have held us forfeit. Blank leads, sheets of rain, deterioration of sustainability in the jus, all for profit as if there were not a debt of flesh to be paid jus. Shreds of silence lay broken as someone lays it out in broken tones. Winter falling ice, horses, manes, tails, the whipping frozen sound of the wind. Tomes of the raven and the sharp-eyed crow. Gake tronga, gake. Canciones de los enterados. Songs of the buried. Wake. Don't you ever... Try to tell me how to live. Me nigake. The sun shines to save a life of what means and the trials of fire and thunder. The harvest rain shall fall again. Ghost south. Bathe. Winter abandons us. We gather it so that things where all that are have have a new beginning, a new earth, the people, the corn grow to be replanted soon, soon croon the sky of spirit breath, blue, almost blue, Trugonta, oh, we shall all return. Donke Ujonge Ubekni as the ghost road born and peace. Absolutely incredible. <laughs> Thank you. Uh like I said I've been I've been experimenting and doing different things with words and so I've just been trying out uh, different approaches. Uh, I'm you just year after year after year after year of me knowing you piece after piece after piece just blow my mind <laughs> I have no brain left none it's gone <laughs> 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 uh, I, 
just I love to write. I love to be able to speak, you know, do something, you know, for awareness issues and uh, just as a, uh, uh, I guess you could say, kind of just a, well, in this sense, this sense, I guess just a reminder because it is an ongoing thing for me, and uh, that's that I will be writing some more soon on the uh, the silenced sisters. Uh huh. So there will be some more coming. Good. Good. More work on that. But uh, there you have it. And, and now uh, you know the rest of the story. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah, so I'm, you know, just uh, just as an afterward, I I'm glad to see that Glenn uh, still makes an appearance every so often. You know, because we, you and I, and he, and uh, you know, obviously a whole cadre of others who may or may not still be writing, but obviously aren't with us necessarily here on the show. Uh. You know, we all pretty much started out at the same place, mm-hmm. and then gra- then graduated on. We're all old school. Yeah. <laughs> Remember That's back in of... the day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know. <laughs> when when we used to sit and watch rain smoking on the park bench. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, I know that's right. Uh, I'll tell you one of the things I do miss, though, because it was always kind of like a real kind of a quickening of the pace, so to speak. I missed uh, I missed the 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 picture challenges. Yeah. I really do. Those were fun. Because those those always added a new element of you know you know using the imagery that you saw in those pic in the pictures, you know to to come up with something. You saying and I need to do that again? Well, no, no, I'm just saying that I just really miss it because that's just one of the things that always kind of strikes me is just, uh, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, you basically, when you're writing something like that, because it is a challenge, you're shooting from the hip, you know, there's no time to draw, aim and fire, you know, you just, you just run with it. Yeah. So, I'd like to say, I was just, just, you know, like I said, just a rumination. I just, I've, I've, I've thought about that often, actually, you know, that's one of the, one of the things that I really miss about, you know, the MySpace days before they ruined it with the beta and all of that other nonsense. Yeah. And, uh, but that was, that was, that was always a lot of fun, man. Cause it's like, we just get in there and start swinging. <laughs> you know. I'll post some picture, picture prompts for you. Okay. I'd like to say, okay. I'll run with it. Cause like I say, those are, those are fun. You know, okay. I had a lot of blast doing those things. I'll hold you to all it. All right, Miss Nyla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't trust me. You put them up there, I'll, I'll slap it down hard. You know, <laughs> I, you know, it's like you, you know me. I'm not shy about that. Okay. All right. Perfect. So, yeah. All right, Miss Nyla. I appreciate the, the platform as always. It is always good to enjoy the platform of self-expression here. And uh, again, you can find me at Rife Wild and uh, in parentheses Soldier Blue on Facebook and. That's where I'm at, and if I'm not there, I'm scribbling in one of my notebooks and reading some books, and you know, trying to learn a little bit, learn learn one more thing that I, that can I can uh, shift some subtleties into uh, to writing. <laughs> Just one more. 
Oh, always. And the day I die, I'll be learning one more thing. Uh, one of the <laughs> one of the first things that I that I oh yeah I I ain't no you know to me like uh, when I was going through high school that was the one thing that stuck in my head. I had one teacher, and he and he, and he see he he put it he put it plain. He said you can either be busy being born, or you can be busy dying. Being busy being born is always trying to learn, keeping your mind open and trying to learn one more thing. Busy dying is you think you know enough and you don't need to you need you don't need to know anymore. There's always something else you can learn. There's always of something course. else you can better use to understand what you already know. So why not be busy being born? You know? Why why start why start digging your grave before you're even up there? I know, right? Yeah, you know, shit. I mean, probably, you know, they can, they, and, 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 and as far as that's concerned, they'll have to find me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't going down easy. <laughs> yeah, they'll have to come looking for my ass. They're going to they're gonna find me sitting around in an old folks' home. Shoot. I like it. <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, uh, oh, just uh, just because I think it's cool, and I've heard it, you know, I've heard it several times, and you know, and, and and obviously people can use it for however they want to, or just a really kind of a kind of a, like a real strong sense of imagery that I that I heard a while back, and I always keep it in my mind because it's just kind of it, it has a it has a, a real strong kind of echo ripple effect to it. On your knees or in your grave. On your knees or in your grave. Yeah. I like it. There ain't no in between there, baby. You either doing one or the other. You've done because obviously you know at that point you've done you've done what it took to get to get someone mad to make, say that to you. So you got to you got to roll with the punches at that point. Mhm. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, I, I like I say that to me. That just kind of just sits out there. And just that's like that's like that uh, that 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 kind of like that iconic line of uh, um, in uh, Tombstone, uh, Doc Holliday. Say when. <laughs> Say when. I remember that. There's no. There is no. There is no fear. No fear. Say when. That's, that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Stay when. He was Stay so when. cocky. I loved it. Oh, you bet. <laughs> Indeed. He, he that role great. Oh, All right, yes, my did. darling. Let me look at the lines yes, here. Okay. Hang on. Hang on tight. Yeah. Okay. If you want to read another one, press one. After I mute you, press mm-hmm. one, and then press one again and come okay. back in the lineup since you're on. Okay. Otherwise, if you hang up, you may not be able to get back on. So oh. find something else. Press one okay. to take you out after I mute you, and then press one to come back on. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. Talk to you a bit, sweetie. Yes, ma'am. All right. Our next caller, we're going to bring back on Mama. Mama, are you with us? Two one six, Mama. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. The one I'm reading now is called In a Damn Thing Funny. 
anymore. I do not hate them. I just don't understand them. I ran into one of them. I mean, how could they always be smiling? I mean, how can you make that decision? I mean, they be skimming up all through the mess like it has no direct effect. I don't hate them. I just don't understand them. I wonder if they get it yet. Oblivious to the world around you? Stop all that grinning. I said to him, and he answered, I create my own world. I surround myself with happy people. And I think happy thoughts and miserable people hate me. See, I have decided to eat, sleep, pray, and keep a positive attitude. I keep fresh ideas in my head, and I am nurturing my innovative ideas. While others are giving up and put each other down, I seldom need to speak derisionous tonalities against people. I ignore people's shortcomings, and I am smiling, yes, but not mocking you. It's just, I know how to live happily within the confines of my own mind. And I realize everything else is out of my control, he continues. I see. So you don't participate, I ask. Hmm. It's okay. I will try and master that concept. Maybe my wrinkled face will not be so quick to show obvious disdain. On second thought, I think I will continue mean mugging folks because both leave line marks. Smiling is just too traitorous. Smiling is not a good look for me, though. It don't match my eyes. It's like drawn-on eyebrows always looking surprised. I can't fake it in these times. My true form is formed for what I feel, think, and see, and don't see nothing humorous. It ain't a damn thing funny, at least not pleasing to me. That was NPs? NPs. Okay. <laughs> you cut out right there at the very last word, so I didn't I didn't hear the NPs part. That was awesome. You you're kinda echoing just a little bit. So do you have us on speakerphone? Um, I turned it down. Okay. It actually it, it added kind of a really cool reverb sound. Okay. <laughs> it was kind of cool. <laughs> but absolutely great piece, Mama. Absolutely loved it, honey. Well, 
smiling and frowning, both leave lines in my face, so ain't a damn thing funny to me. Yeah, you know, the whole time you were thinking about that, the whole time you were reading that, I was thinking about, you know, that person who's just always freaking cheerful. You know, and then all of a sudden I was thinking about going to the drive-up at Dutch Brothers Coffee. And this good-looking 19-year-old boy that doesn't look like any 19-year-old I ever went to school with sticks his head halfway into your car and says, Hi, sunshine. What are you doing today? And you're going, nothing but buying one of every single kind of coffee you have to sell, honey. But they're always so happy. It's like they, they get the most intoxicating people to work at Dutch Brothers Coffee drive-ups. You know, they're always just so happy and so cheerful. And, and Christopher, I was driving around with Christopher the other day, and he mentioned something about he was going to stop at, at Dutch Brothers. And I said, they're going to ask you how your day was, and you're going to have to talk to him. And he goes, I'm going to tell him, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. I'm not going to tell you how my day is. You don't need to know how my day is. You don't need to know what I'm doing this weekend. And <laughs> I told him, I said, I will give you a $100 bill if you do that. And he didn't do it. But I still wanted to see him do it. Shut up, you little happy turd. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing funny. You're not going to change things. We'll allow kids to get to a Go start an organization. At least get in one of the green, get in one of the green planet organizations. Do something. Serving coffee and all Too funny. Save the planet. Do something. Don't make no difference. You know, for 19 years old, act like you got mm-hmm. I've never, seriously, you guys can all laugh at me all you want, but I've never felt like a pervert more in my life than when that 19-year-old pretty, pretty boy stuck his head in the window of my car and said, hi, sunshine. I'll never, I'll never forget that moment for the rest of my life. If I have a beige, I'm in a beige hallway and one reoccurring memory, I want it to be that. Hi, sunshine. Hi. I'll be in the car with you. And I'm like, mm. stop the foolishness. Get that. <laughs> oh, no, I'm a big fan of foolishness. If you were in the car with me, Mama, it would not be stop the foolishness. It would be you and me driving around saying, what other foolish foolishness can we cause today? <laughs> oh, the poor oh, world if that ever happened. Okay. And Dan, thanks, honey. I'm not laughing. All right. I'll talk to you later. I love you, Mama. Thank you, honey. Bye. All right. Let's go ahead. I think this is John. 503 is, are you, you're you're on, you're with me. I'm here. And I'm laughing so hard at that last conversation. That was oh. beautiful. Hi. <laughs> Hi, young oh, boy. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't me, and I know it. <laughs> Thank you for oh. the compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. All you right. can't say yeah. it. You, you've been to Dutch Brothers, haven't you? 
No, yes, I've been there. I've been there. Okay. They didn't want Am to I lying about the type of people that work there? They just come bouncing no. like freaking <laughs> bubbles, little red playground balls up to the window and bouncing up and down and up and down and they're so happy and cheerful and it's like oh my god <laughs> I know they're just like less sob employees they are forced to do that <laughs> can you imagine being forced to be bubbly I oh. mean it doesn't work for me <laughs> I don't know about you but yeah Les Schwab and Ducks Brothers okay they got something in common yeah, I was paid to call me Sunshine. It, he's not paid enough, I can tell you that. Have you seen the um, Bikini Espresso Girls in the Traveling Carts? Uh-uh. Have you seen them? Ah, we have three in Portland. They're all over the place now. Yeah, girls who wear bikini tops and bend over to give you your coffee in the morning. Let me tell you, What's they're wrong? real wake up. Life is awesome, isn't it's, it? It's totally wrong. It is wrong, but still, life is awesome. There's just nothing right about it. I was like, <laughs> let me wake you up. Uh, that, same day, that same day Christopher and I were driving down the road, there was this girl and she wasn't young, okay, but she was just this girl walking down the street, and she had on jeans and a T-shirt. But she had the best boobs on a girl I've ever seen in my life. I looked at her and said, "Oh my God, she's got, oh my God, she's got great boobs. Look at her! I was so jealous. Like, yeah, those boobs. Are like those, those, those kind of boobs you look at, and, and angels go, ah, you know." And he he turned and looked at me like. What in the hell is wrong with you? You're checking out that girl's boobs. And I said, I can't help it. She has, like, perfect boobs. <laughs> you know, I love that I, I live in the world where I can still say that, though politically incorrect as it is. And, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I, I'm at the tail end of the generations that are still able to say such things. <laughs> I, you and me both, girl. <laughs> when when my wife was pregnant with my son and nine months, and we were out on the Clackamas, Clackamas River, River. And, <laughs> I know the Clackamas. <laughs> okay, like so it. the Clackamas River, and 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 my girl looks at me nine months pregnant and says, "Did you see that girl?" And I look over, and it's a girl with 44s, and she's just walking around with a bikini on. I mean, nothing, you know. <laughs> I look back at my wife. I'm like, why did you point that out? She says, because I want some. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Why That's hers so weren't. Uh, What's that? Nine months. Do you watch Jessica Jones, that series on Netflix or whatever? I do. I do. I actually love that series because I'm an alcoholic. So (laughs) you know the you know the lawyer lady with the short hair. I I do. Every time I see her, it's like, oh my god, I would so have sex with that woman. I do not know what it is about that woman that I find so sexy because she's a bitch in the show. But every time I see her, it's like, I really like she's that girl. A, 
she's also <laughs> very vulnerable in that show. Very vulnerable. She, she is. I mean, but, she's got, you know. She's the type you know, of girl that would just chew you up and, and she, I mean, she's ruthless. I like her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm hoping for the end of the show, and I'm hoping for a very good ending because, honestly, I don't think any of those people are bad guys. No. Not the girls. No, not the girls. No, girls no. never get to be bad guys. Did you ever notice that? Girls never get to be bad guys. Not really bad guys. Not really bad, <laughs> no. Except for the movie Serial no. Mom. Have you ever seen the movie Serial Mom? Ooh, no, she I've never seen that. I would actually avoid that film just because of the title. No, no, no. It is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen in my entire life. Really? It is. I, I, it is absolutely hysterical because all of us want to be the serial mom. Trust me, you have to find a copy of that and watch it. Actually, I don't. I, I, that, that, that's probably a girl thing, don't you think? No. Oh, come on! Don't tell me you don't no. tell me you are not confident enough in your in your daily experiences that you could not watch a, a movie that it might be a chick flick. Oh my gosh! No, it's a comedy. It's not a, it's not a chick flick. It's a comedy. Like I can't tell you. I can't tell you the first time I started watching chick flicks. What it's I found out was, oh man, son. do that. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no, it was actually a very good learning experience, and I got a oh, lot of rewards. <laughs> it is not a chick flick. It's a comedy. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I have learned in my old age that there really isn't many separations between male and female. They both kind of come together and agree on one joke. You want to hear the joke? Yes. What do you call a man who doesn't pee in the shower? You call him a liar. <laughs> Everybody comes together on this joke. Male, female, gay, straight. Yeah, they all come together on this joke. Universal. <laughs> I know, right? I should uh, make a plaque or something. All right. What I really called you <laughs> to talk about. Okay. <laughs> all right. I gotta get my breath back. Um, you have a fan named. Uma G. Mm-hmm. You know her? Nah. I do. All right. So me and Uma G have a one thing in common, and that is that we both pretty much uh, love a deity called Krishna. And so we, you know, do this thing where, you know, she invited me to her poetry page, and, you know, we type it out. And remember, I'm Catholic, so it's really weird. And... Um, she finally posted this question, and the question is, how long does it take you to write 2,500 words? I'm waiting. Are you asking Don't me that? you wait that long? Of course I am. 
I, I have, have an no answer. <laughs> What's the answer? I have no idea how long it takes you, you, to write 2,500 words. Come on, kid. Have... You just said twice that amount. <laughs> All right, here's my answer. What? It would probably what? take me a minute. Oh. Well, according to the professor on her page, it is 250 words per page, which makes uh, 10 pages. And, uh, yeah. So, 10 pages. I mean, kid, I can't do it. I <laughs> Well, but I do have an answer. I do have an answer. And it's not a poem. Well, maybe it is. Maybe it's a list poem. Maybe you can call this a list poem because I have five points, right? What are the requirements for list poem? Do you have requirements? I don't. My Oh, my teacher did. <laughs> Poetic license, you do what you want. Nah, no, it was um, stay on subject, stay on subject, stay on subject. <laughs> it all gets tied That's together, what a list man. poem is. <laughs> all right. Want to hear it? So the question is, the question is, how long does it take one to write 2,500 words? My answer, day one, spit it out, 30 to 60 minutes. Day two, reduce one to three hours depending on the moon being in the right house. Day three, rearrange. This could take all day. Day four, put it in the drawer and let it harden overnight. Day five, add sprinkles and deliver. What do you think? (laughs) I don't even want to say anything because I just want to sit here and listen to you giggle. <laughs> uh, I'm kind. I'm kind of. I'm kind of enjoying that. <laughs> uh, it's so much fun to be able to express to other people how you write. I don't mm-hmm. know if you've ever had that experience, but you know, to tell people how you do it. You know, this is where how I do it. I mean, I, I throw it up. I reduce it, I rearrange it, and then I put it in a drawer. I literally do, <laughs> because that was what my first poetry teacher ever taught me. Just put it in a drawer, bring it back out, add Let sprinkles. it age a little. <laughs> add sprinkles. What's that? <laughs> I absolutely love it. I love it. No, don't you think it's good advice? I do. I mean... I think you should go post that on my page. <laughs> All right. Well, fine. I did it as a <laughs> comment on Uma's page, and she really inspired me. She really did. 
Uh, she invited me to a group of poetry people because I knew you. Because we met through you. You know, Charles Seavey, you know, she he writes this incredible poetry that really does seem to me to be coming on his head. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just incredible. And then there's Eddie Oliver. And crap, the stuff I've discovered online about him... Wow, what an artist. About Eddie? I mean, I cannot thank you enough for what you have done for me. So peace be with you, and I (laughs) hope you have another poet in line, and I love you, baby. I love you too, sweetheart. Thank you. Thank you so much for all of that. Peace be with you. Bye. You as well, my dear. (laughs) Bye-bye, hon. John Cave. I love that man. I've known him for so long, since my freshman year of high school. All right. Soldier Blue Blue. Hey. Guess what? It's well, what, what, what? showtime, folks. <laughs> oh, it is, is it? Oh, I suppose so. <clears throat> I picked out one that's kind of... Well, I've been... Been listening to a lot of. It's kind of a weird thing for me too because I didn't really ever listen to them when they were when they were big. But um, I mean, as far as like in the public eye and fresh. But I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin lately. So this is kind of like, eh, it has something to it. Talking back, sifting muddy water, stirring hearts, the burn of scars. Oh. Yes, sifting muddy water. Little feather, Apache. Stood for Marlon Blando, declining Hollywood's honor. Death and destruction, the glories of an industry's whoring form, foam of flecked, flawed sheen, the preening of induction, sweet sounds of a song. Waton, Gapogi. The bitters as poison-riddled as the pulpit from which Jack speaks. Strewn with snapped muscles and rigor smiles, wolfish in content. Fur strands hit the wind, shonge ekon. Wolf-like is the offering, dust-painted hues of the dawn just breaking. Gasoline. Comely and blood-spent neon nigake, we left our breath behind us to save a life. The milieu of murder, most foul, pompijin, a holocaust of season, at the turn of century, 80 million people, indigenous before discovery. Vermin described by European disclosure, oh, wonska. Yes, it happened. Stories, lies, disease, assassination, Nietzsche, Wigie, pilgrim prayers of extinction, romance in its stead, the cherry stone. There is no unstained place to call home. Oh, yes, red earth, Utsi. Pocahontas, daughter of her people, her progenitor, a leader of men, betrayal, alien choices made, 
whistlebone choking song become a subvocal in the throat. Wahoo. Deshka. Traitor. Blood bond turned unto rot. Sickness took her to journey's end. Where she wanders, we know not. Oh, through the darkness, a west wind. Sunset, death of sunlight, lands of the dead. She wanders aimless. We rove, saving sacred stones. Saving a life. Her traitor's shell, landfall, drew nigh for the kill. And Hollywood made a film, sifting muddy water. Marlon Brando spurned the spent splendor of his iconic role, left contempt with the wax bright gala to transfix the shells of fake personas of humanity. Little Feather, her watchful eye, aware of the set stage, the wings of Shroud, oh, yes, backstage, the Duke, cowboy, honorific, horrific rage in his eye at the unfolding of her presentation, speaking for her friend, giving his exhortation. Ah. Cowboy Supreme ached in black rage to kill the messenger. Others kept him bound to the presence of the vigilance of the doorkeeper. Seizure, Agida. We rove, always walking our way home. Pocahontas, traitor, liar, thief, we leave her to the wasteland to find her own way. Burdened by those of blood of her blood, led to a fate of slaughter. Song makes silt soup. Eddie's Stirred, evincing raw elements never meant one to the other. Thus it is for us of red earth to sift the muddy water, reclaiming culture in the faiths of our fathers. And peace. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, I like that one. <laughs> I like that one too. It gets my book. Yeah. <laughs> so there you have it, ma'am. I'm gonna have to leave you. Got a few other things to take care of. But I appreciate the time and the efforts that you've put in all these years. And uh we shall do it again next week. Awesome. I look forward to it, sweetheart. Jake, great job tonight. Thank you, (laughs) ma'am. Bye-bye, sweetie. All right. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 608. 608, you are on the air. Hey. Hey, baby. Buzzy Herman in the swamp. In the swamp. I know. It's horrible. I've been watching the news about the heat wave there. I've been so worried about you. Well, amazingly, my fear last night was not anywhere near as bad when I woke up because it was 
at least five degrees less hot when I woke up this morning than it was yesterday morning. So today wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But the dew point's like 75 now, and last night it was like 70. Yeah. Still brutal. Yeah. More than likely, well, ground fog already. Oh. Is that bad? I think I may have found something. What? Is that bad? Ground fog? Oh, it's... Um, no, it's just the typical stuff where, uh, uh, like last night, I mean, you, you could see at least a hundred feet or more, but you know, there's the trees you're looking into. Um, but when you look straight up, you can see the stars tonight. It's kind of cloudy. Had a thunderstorm early this morning. And it was supposed to maybe rain today, but it didn't. But it could possibly rain, who knows when, all night long. Well, rain is better than too hot. a long hot. time ago. What? Raining is better than too hot. Rain will cool it down a little. Well, again, Make it, it may a little bit, but then, but then the mosquitoes come out. That's true. But right. I was, I was, I was watching another one of those videos from, from Robin, who I mentioned. They actually make little bug zappers with lights that have a, pretty sure it's a, well, it's a rechargeable battery, and it and it you recharge it via micro USB. It's got three different light settings, plus there's the little mini bug light, and they actually work. I got them today, and I set them up. So hopefully they won't uh, attack me as much as they did last night. I'm just hoping that the the 94, 95-degree temperature tomorrow I don't see. Or I should say it doesn't get that hot. Trying to find this one piece, I won't mention the last line, and I didn't find it, but I found something similar. Actually, wrote this first week of August nine years ago. So entitled "Doing Time in a Cell with a." Invisible walls. You have to uh, add nine to nineteen here. It's difficult to believe that it's been nineteen years now, living in this cell, a cell without walls, or should I say, no one else can see them, but I feel the invisible walls every day. They surround me with tinnitus, anxiety, depression, and death. They surround me like an invisible plastic bag, suffocating me, keeping the fresh air of life away from me, 
a barrier to the colors, the happiness, and the love of life I hear about. Especially in the stagnant days and nights of the oppressive summer heat and humidity, which lingers here for weeks on end. No woman can exist here. There just seems to be no room amongst the clutter, dust, and the cobwebs of my former lives in this invisible cell of mine. Although there are some moments when I can reach through these walls and I feel touched, if only for a moment. However, I always get sucked back inside. I'm doing time in here, as if time has stopped. But the face I see in the mirror, he looks so much older now. Middle-aged and who lost his prime of life while living, surviving in this invisible cell. Blonde hair turning dirty blonde and gray. Red beard turning a little white which isn't so bad, actually more distinguishing. The exception is in his turquoise eyes, which still radiate some life from deep within his soul. Will I ever find the key to unlock these walls where there doesn't seem to be any door? The windows to the past the glass sometimes clear, sometimes foggy. Some memories so vivid as if they were yesterday. Too many memories blurred and fragmented. And some memories just gone. As if they had never happened. Or at least unretrievable at the moment. Windows to the future only filled with unmet dreams and the soft, the softly focused face of a blonde-haired woman I have yet to meet. Hold fast to your dreams and never let go because once you let go, you're dead. And remember, there's no guarantee your dreams will ever materialize. So never give up hope, never let go of faith, because if you do, then you may end up living a dead man's life within these invisible walls and poem. Wow. Very strong. Thank you. You're very welcome. That was awesome, hon. Reminds me of some of the depths I've been to here in the summer. That was actually, actually wrote that about three weeks after my mom died, too. Yeah. 
It was amazing. Thank you. It's only supposed to be 80 on Saturday and might actually see uh, lows in the mid or upper 50s starting Sunday. Must be like 74 for a low tonight. That's not too bad. Oh, it's ugly. Not 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 when <laughs> your skin is just kind of a little moist and your clothes are sticking to you and there's nothing you can do about it. There's no place to escape. That's not good. No, it's not. All right, sweetheart, do me a favor and tell everyone how they can come find you. You can find me by typing in poetry in the wind as one word, no spaces. Put it in the Facebook search box, and you'll find me there with a cool composite picture that Nyla made for me. And if you're interested in reading some of my pieces, you can find them in a book entitled Held, A Fusion of Brilliance, Volume 2, which is available on Amazon. It's an international anthology of writers from Canada, the U.K., and the U.S., and it's got some cool art in it. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, fantastic job tonight. Appreciate it so much. You bet. And I will talk with you after the show sometime, maybe tomorrow. Sure. What? Awesome. All right, hon. I appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll be here breathing in the thick air. <laughs> yeah. Try to be cool. Run around naked in the woods. It helps. Just watch out for yeah, the, the, the only... ticks. The snakes? The ticks. Oh, the ticks? This is, this is just an extremely weird place. That's why I sometimes call it the Twilight Zone, because sometimes the ticks disappear. For I'll see them as early as uh, early April, and then sometimes they'll disappear um, sometime in June, and they won't come back until the fall. Sometimes they've disappeared early in the summer and never came back. It all depends on the humidity, but it's it's this is like year at least the fourth or fifth summer in a row where it's been really humid, and fortunately I haven't seen many, but. Got to watch out for the pine needles and uh, um, saw a deer last night. It got spooked and not like the other two last week that decided to just continue eating when I walked by about <laughs> 20 feet away. This one was by itself, so I think it was probably spooked by the red light on top of my head. Um, that's how I saw it. Because I looked, I, I lifted my head and I looked into the trees and I saw a couple of eyes looking back at me, moving up and down, slowly. <laughs> that's craziness. Is that a raccoon? Is that a, is that a, a raccoon? That's pretty close to the ground. Uh, no, it was a deer. Because then I took a couple of steps and then you hear this. Not a really good sound interpretation there, but heard hoofs hit the ground. All right. So the the only the only relief really is to just sit with a fan blowing on me 
and maybe sometimes getting some cool or cold water on a washcloth and putting it on my head. Put your feet in cold water. Get a bucket of cold water for your feet. That Trust me, that will help. You have no idea how much that helps, putting your feet in cold water. It could, and something else I heard years ago is to actually run cold water over the, the inside of your wrists. Mm-hmm. That would work. But try the cold water on your feet. All right. I will talk to you in a bit, sweetie. All right. Thank you. Okay. Okay. All right. We'll, Thanks. we'll talk to you soon, hon. You're welcome. Okay. Bye bye. All right, everyone. You've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. It is awesome to be here with you tonight. I cannot wait to. Uh, join up with you again next week, find out what you've all been up to. I'm going to close the show with a piece by Cassandra Tribe called Executioner's Song, and we will talk to you guys next week. Good night, everybody. My hour of worship is midnight. The moon bright off your flame. I am the hope of forgotten men, God in a world without blame. Cross, blankets, body thought. Sometimes it cushions with deed. Food is proof of kindness, kindness bargained for peace. Prayers are said, permission loomed, so it begins. Death enters the room. The life that waited retreats from the world. The soul is forgotten, the body pieced by one. Death will go back to living until he is needed again. Memory will be argued by no one called a friend. Compared to a soldier fetid for killing in the name of caprice, death in the peace is kept hidden. Blind justice fails its increase. Even on battlefield, there is no faith. Even in war, Rules contain blame. At home where soldiers are bootless, death is recruited and paid, service requested and rendered, secrecy hides all blame. Judas fed coins to soil, the only seeds that ever grew, trees to watch the world, and man as he stumbles through. Bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again, flashes of effort misplaced, on chance revealed forsaken in solemn place the body strapped down and blinded still communicates press wafer provides the food food to assuage the weak leaving the body hungry crying one last each bright moon finds swaying face to hide and reveal again flashes of effort misplaced on chance revealed forsaken
I have gone to husbands who were fathers. I have gone to wives who were mothers, wanting them to serve solid food better. The plate they gave me was empty, though it was turned just so, hoping I wouldn't notice, broke finish, mold, and go. Brother and sister after forgot me and argued on how, when wine had been flowing so freely, their cups were empty now. Not agreeing with any reason, they decided each other to slur, though wine soaked into the ground, no pool of bliss anymore. No one in this world that loves secrets revealed wants to know the why of I am. Even the Christ on the hill was asked the source of his plan. I am the secret son of faith who chose a different stand, following words inspired but written by human hand. My temples you'll find in castles filled with forgotten men, each of them sacrifice food to man's growing sin. I am the one who goes on, the one who should be condemned, but I make the sleep of the world quiet dismissed for kin. One day, the world will go blind, and in blindness, finally see. The flame on my altar will fade, and midnight will never be. Till then, I am always invited, false promise of life believed, for I am the Christ of the chamber. These castles only I enter, yet rule I both now. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.